Hi, we're your hosts, Larray Spindler and Lori Subat, and we're commercial real estate brokers with Scout Real Estate in Calgary. And you're listening to Leasing Out Loud. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Leasing Out Loud with your hosts, Larray Spindler and Lori Suba. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 38. 38. 38. Feeling great. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, we're really excited to be here today with a very special guest, Miss Elise Tommy, who is leasing director over at Royop. And we're going to talk about the wonderful world of retail leasing in Calgary and some of the exciting development projects that Elise has on mm-hmm. the go right now over at Royop. But first and foremost, let's chat a little bit about your background, Elise, because before we hit record, we were chatting a little bit about your background. Obviously, Elise, you've been in the commercial real estate field in Calgary for some time, coming up on 10 years, mm-hmm. always on the landlord side, right? Yep. And on the retail side as well. Yes. It's your 10th anniversary coming up. You've seen some things. (laughs) A few. (laughs) A few. There's been some exciting times, unprecedented times in retail in Calgary. And with leasing, we always have to be on our toes, right? We sure do. Ever-changing. Get ready for the next. (laughs) That's right. Just when we think we have it figured out, the game changes a little bit. So we're excited to have Elise here. We're going to be talking today about the developments that Royop has on the go right now, specifically Township. I know I've been Mm -hmm. really watching this development closely coming out of the ground. I am a southeast person. Yeah. I know, Larray, you are... I am Northwest. <laughs> deep Northwest. <laughs> so well, I know we like to stick sometimes to our quadrants, but we're always on the road with mm-hmm. my family out to Okotoks. So see the development coming out of the ground. It's really exciting. Yeah. So maybe like what's keeping you busy these days? Is it township? Is that your prime focus? Yep. Township would be the main development that we're working on. So We've got 300,000 square feet of retail there today, wow, um, and it is open. So wow. we are super excited with where it's at, yeah. but we've got more to go. I like to say that it's open, but there's a long way to go, and we can build up to 1.5 million square feet, which will include retail, residential, wow. office, medical, entertainment, hotel. It's unlimited what we can do with Township, so there's this more to come. will keep you busy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. A number of years. <laughs> yes. It will keep us very busy. But yeah. what do they say? If you want something done, give it to the busy people. That's so right. we're taking on more development projects. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. We've got lots in the works right now. Another mm-hmm. one that's keeping me busy is Carrington. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just north of Panorama. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they just opened the 14th Street interchange across Stony Trail. Mm-hmm. Carrington is no frills anchored. And oh, we're okay. super excited with how it will play with our panorama development, which goes back 10 years in Royal's history, that is Save on Foods anchored. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Carrington's 90,000 square feet. We had our groundbreaking last month. Amazing. And that center will be open this time next year, November 22. Wow. So lots of development happening during sort of a tumultuous time, I think, in retail, right? Through COVID. Yeah. So maybe switching gears just a little bit here. Developing in COVID, like obviously you were doing that with Township. Did you have to make any pivots when you were going through this? 
Yeah, I think everything's changing and nothing's changing. Right. Right. We still need groceries. We still need groceries. We still need retail. People Haircuts, are still yeah. moving. Yeah. <laughs> People are still moving to Calgary. Suburban growth is huge. I like to say that suburban is the new urban. Oh. We're seeing a lot of younger people move out to the suburbs because they're having families and they want to live in areas that have amenities. So whether it's great community centers, whether it's lakeside living, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, I think you're starting to see some of the restaurants and the retailers that are typically found in the downtown core Mm -hmm. or just off in some of the trendier areas looking out to the suburbs. Interesting. And we're pretty excited about that because suburban is what we focus on. Mm -hmm. It's grocery anchored community shopping centers. Mm -hmm. And we're building, I think that's what drives me is that we're building centers where people literally get to go live, work and play. And Mm -hmm. I know that's a bit of an overused term, but that's really the driver for me is we're building community at the end of the day. Right. And how important is that? Well, and it's so much more a focus, I think, at least these days, like post-COVID in a post-COVID world. And we got to be almost close. I have to think we're getting there. Mm -hmm. So in a post-COVID world, we're really hearing a lot of a push to the five minute, you know, neighborhoods where Mm -hmm. you can drive to work quickly. You can access groceries. You don't have to do the big commute. I think back to my days when downtown was bumping and, you know, everyone was sitting on the deer foot. Gridlock. Mm -hmm. Gridlock. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't had gridlock for a while. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's really going to be more of a push. And we're certainly seeing that. I'm seeing that on the office side. I'm seeing groups say, I like to be in the suburban nodes because it's just easier for my staff Mm -hmm. to get there. They live nearby. They can park. It's easy, right? So I think you're on to something with community building. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what the pandemic has brought about is Mm -hmm. people realize that two of the most important pieces of our lives is our families and our health. Mm -hmm. And the way to take care of those is to be close to home. Right. Right. If you want to solve all the world's problems, go home. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) Have some chicken soup. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so I think... Take a sick day. (laughs) Yeah. And I think people are coming around to that. I think people in our generation are seeing that. Mm -hmm. We sometimes hear people say, oh, the lazy millennial. Right. And I go, well, is it lazy or is it just a fresh outtake on life? And so let's create environments where... Millennials can thrive, but let's create environments where everybody can thrive at the end of the day because, you know, the reality is, is we've got grandparents and aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters, kids, whoever, pets, Mm -hmm. and being around those people, two-legged or (laughs) four-legged, is important. Right. Mm -hmm. So Township, maybe let's chat about this for our listeners, located... McLeod Trail. McLeod Trail. 210th Avenue, so South Calgary. Yeah. In terms of retailers, who do you have out there for the folks listening? Who are your big anchors? So anchored by Sobeys, there's sort of two sides to township. So you've got your neighborhood community services side, which is where Sobeys is. And then you've got your more regional players. So right now we've got Winners is open, Bed Bath & Beyond is open, Bye Bye Baby, Canadian Brew House, Dollarama, Wine and Beyond is going to be opening here pretty quick. So that is awesome. That'll be the second wine, third wine and beyond in Calgary. In Calgary, right. 
And then Big Sky Fitness will open in early 2022. Awesome. Yeah. And so right. Big Sky is a local group. And I think something I should mention about Township is that we love working with local retailers. That's awesome. We're a local development company. And we think that the creativity and the energy that local brings is something that our city needs more of. Mm -hmm. And so we're huge promoters of working with those types of groups and coming up with creative solutions. That's great. Well, and Calgary, yeah. we're so entrepreneurial here. I mean, that's our mm -hmm. bread and butter yep. and, you know, innovative. So it's awesome that you guys are building on that and supporting that because sometimes we can get into the big box, multinational <laughs> type yes. chains, right? So it's nice to hear that you're supporting local. And I think it speaks when you're talking about suburban is the new urban, mm -hmm. like that's part of the draw, I think, for some of those folks that have been in some of the trendier, more central spots. Yeah. It's the local, right? They yep. really have a good following. And generational, mm -hmm. right? Millennials thinking about shop local, support local, right? Mm -hmm. Like food movements and all of that. There's some pretty strong correlation there with that generation, right? Yeah. Well, and I think just it's important both, mm -hmm. right? And just how they complement mm -hmm. one totally. another. Right. These cookie cutter shopping centers that have popped up where it really doesn't matter if you're in the north side of town or the south side of town, the services are identical. Right. Well, what's the draw? Right. And right. so that's part of our vision is creating that draw. Why do people want to go to township? You wake up on a Saturday morning. What are you going to go do? Let's go to township. Right. Because we can spend the day there. And we can walk, right? Yeah. Walk and be exposed to a number of different retail offerings that are unique, right? Yeah. Retail offerings and then just placemaking mm -hmm. and the ability to hang out. We've got a public fireplace that works almost like a jacuzzi. So you press a button, it goes on for 20 minutes. Families can gather around the fireplace eating their ice cream, yeah. drinking their bubble tea, whatever it may <laughs> right. be, and yeah. just enjoy making memories as a family together. Right. We've also invested in over a million dollars worth of art. I was going to say a very Fantastic. cool public art installation. Yes. That's the bird, right? Yes. Windward light. The Windward whooping crane. Light. Yes, yes. Yes. The crane. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So all of our art is focused around Canadian wildlife. Okay. And so windward light being the main piece. So the whooping crane is 40 feet wide and 30 feet tall. Wow. It's got, I can never say this word, dichometric glass. Anyway, depending on how the light hits it, it changes colors. Oh, so very cool. a lot of the programming is based around Instagrammable moments. And right. that's part of having the crane is that kids, teenagers, grandparents, mm -hmm. everybody alike can go and spend time interacting with this feature. And take a nice picture. Take a nice family picture. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then we've got some murals around the site. We've got a stainless steel wolf. We've got bull trout. So it's oh, really, cool. the idea is dropping breadcrumbs so that people are walking around the site. They're interacting with the art pieces. They're stopping in at retailers and restaurants, and they're really making a day out of township. Mm -hmm. We've also got some really great interactive programming. So characteristic of what you would see in an enclosed mall, but bringing it to an unenclosed environment. Oh, so interesting. Think skating rink in the winter, right. farmer's market in the summer. Perfect. We've got the Grinch coming in December. So wow. keep your eyes peeled yeah. for that. <laughs> okay. But again, just encouraging families to come down. You had asked about COVID and yeah. what we had to do to pivot. I think what we've learned with open air shopping centers is how COVID friendly they are. Right. Yeah. And we know how important it is. The health and safety of customers and our retailers feel the same. So having extended patios, 
having wide sidewalks, yeah. places to hang out that aren't indoors but are still comfortable yeah. right, is something that we've focused on. But I think in large part that a pandemic wasn't part of the original vision. <laughs> no. It's no. been something that's come to be. And we've realized when we're speaking with different retailers, they want outdoor amenity space. Yeah. And so Township has a lot of that mm-hmm. and we're excited about it. And we think that's probably a new normal is people wanting to spend more time outside. Well, in Calgary, I know the beef has been our weather. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the wintertime, I think there's more of an openness, like you said, to be outside. You even see patio space, like restaurant space, staying open their patios way longer than they ever have in Calgary. And so I'm with you. I think that there's going to be more people that want to be outdoors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's safe and works and they're active. Like it's fantastic that you've got, you know, things that they can do that's not, it's not just shopping. Like it's no. being active and doing things with your family. Right. So. That's really smart. And having two small children myself thinking, you know, you have to run errands. There's things you have to do. Nobody wants to just get in the car and go run around, <laughs> walk into a store, walk out, drive to the next one, walk into the store. So yeah, if you can build these spaces where you can work in some fun and some outdoor mm-hmm. active time and just build it all in, then you don't have maybe like less whiny children. I was going to say more buy-in. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> more kid buy-in, yeah. right? And like somewhere to yeah. go run off some steam, which is good. Yes. Really smart. Inherent yeah. value. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. So what do you think, Elise, going forward? Let's imagine for a moment we are post-COVID. Where do you see retail going in the future? What is it going to look like? Is it going to be vastly different than what we have today? I know when we've been chatting, sometimes we'll pick our partner Eve's brain a little Mm -hmm. bit about what she thinks about retail. Mm -hmm. And certainly she talks a lot about essential retail and the value of that and that whole experiential Mm -hmm. retail. Do you see similar sort of things too going forward? There's going to be more of a desire or push for that? Yeah, I've always been fascinated by retail, especially in the last decade, to watch how retail has evolved. Mm. One of the terms that was thrown around a few years ago was the bifurcation of retail. Meaning that you had high-end players and you had lower-end players, but that middle ground was really struggling to find its identity. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So people love to shop at Dollarama. That same person is buying a Louis Vuitton bag, but trying to get them into a mid-level branded store is very difficult. Mm. And so I think those groups have had to really understand what side of the scale do they resonate with and then Mm -hmm. how can they fit? Interesting. And so I found that's interesting, but recently I was reading a book. It's the new bricks and mortar future-proofing retail by George Minikakis. Oh, interesting. No. So I've never met George, but he's published this book and I think it's really interesting just in light of Mm -hmm. where we're at in retail today. And he was making some comments about luxury retail and high-end retail and what customers are looking for. Mm -hmm. And his main piece was that that customers are looking for convenience, fast service, and price. Mm. Okay, yeah. And so as I was reading it, I had this thought about, well, is luxury and high-end the same thing? And my theory is that they're not. Okay. I think a luxury experience and a high-end experience are different. I think a high-end experience can be applied to both your discount retailer and your non-discount retailer. 
That's true. Yeah. Right? So as an yeah. example, Dollarama. Mm-hmm. Dollarama has a high-end dollar store experience because you know when you go to a Dollarama that it's clean. Right. Yes. The prices Organized. are good. It's stocked. Yeah. You're yeah. going to get really good service mm-hmm. and you're probably going to walk out feeling satisfied with what you bought. True. Yes. Yeah. That same high-end experience can be reflected at maybe a Lexus dealership right. where you walk in, you feel as though you mm-hmm. received good service. Mm-hmm. Maybe the price thing isn't <laughs> where your mind wanted it to be, but right. hey, you but like you were it. there for a reason. Yeah. And you're wearing that brand as I have bought into a higher end brand because that's part of my identity. So for me, that's where I see retail going is people want a high end experience being they want to feel valued. They want to feel safe. Well, and I know even Eve sort of spoke about this on a podcast. I think it might have been the last time we had her on, Lorraine, but yeah. she was talking about like high-end, you know, the Nordstroms of the world mm-hmm. and the level of service in terms of having the tailored offerings, having additional, she figured down the road, there may be like some spa offerings to accompany that type of service level. Mm-hmm. So the same sort of thing, very much geared to providing that high level of service mm-hmm. that people would expect, right? A different, almost like Cadillac version of, right. <laughs> of service, right? Versus the just come in and get your stuff and mosey on. <laughs> right. <laughs> get, get out. Right. So, yeah. But I think that's part of what's come out of the pandemic is it's the humanity component. Right. And we really recognized who were the groups that rose above and beyond when it came to supplying PPE, mm-hmm. making sure that their staff were aware of protocol. Customers still felt as though it was an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's where I say, I think good retail is focusing in on humanity. Right. And as humans, I think there's a quote out there about, you know, people forget what you said, people forget what you do, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. True. And I think a retailer is the same. Yes. So you will always remember that experience when you walk into a store and the employee was grumpy. Right. Or they gave you no alternatives when you couldn't find what you were looking for, or Mm -hmm. people were walking around and it was unsafe, maybe. maybe and it was that, unsafe. Yeah, yeah. We're leaving garbage places. Like, I love your example with Dollarama, right? And how that's a pleasant experience. You enjoy shopping there because yeah. it is always clean. And there's mm-hmm. people taking care of it. And they've done so well. They have a very good system and they have very good management of how they carry that on, right? But, mm-hmm. but you can get into places where there's garbage left out and hasn't been... Doesn't have that same up, feel. Right? Yeah. Right. Dollar store shopping is the new class. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but really, like, who's embarrassed to be in a Dollarama? No. I think if you looked at the demographics behind who shops at a Dollarama, it's not people that can't afford regular goods. Right. It's people that love the fact that they can... Get a good buy. Yeah. 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 I was shocked when Dollarama went... Is it Dollarama that that's in South Center. I think it mm-hmm. is. I was shocked. I was like, is this ever a switch? You think about South Center and what that was like for so many years. Mm-hmm. And you started to see like VRcade go in. Right. And then Dollarama going in, winners going in. Like it's changing, right? Right. And I could sort of think of it like airplanes. You know, people used to get dressed up to go on an airplane. It was a really fancy experience. And <laughs> now maybe people Lulu's. used to get dressed to go. Yeah. Maybe people used to get dressed up to go to the mall. And now it's like no, yeah. I want to go to the mall because it's somewhere that I want to hang out yeah. and be just be myself, mm-hmm. right? Or I don't know, maybe it's a self-identity piece. So I think it's really neat to see how 
certain retailers are rising to the top. Yeah. Interesting fact about Dollarama is I think it's this year that they will surpass Starbucks no. for standalone locations really? in Canada. Whoa, I would not have thought that. I call Dollarama the new Starbucks. They are the new Starbucks and Starbucks is like retreating, right? They <laughs> are. Like they're, they're shrinking a little bit. Well, well, they're retreating out of some locations that maybe were not performing the Well, and I think they're reconfiguring. I think, again, like there's a group that's understanding their identity and how it's changing, mm-hmm. right? right? And in unprecedented times, what yeah. do they have to do for their their business to survive. And so, right. I mean, they were really the leaders in it. They were in terms of yeah. mobile ordering. Look at some of that stuff. Yeah. They were ahead of the curve quick. Yeah. in terms of knowing that people wanted an app, wanted to be able to do the mobile order, want a quick pickup. I don't want to stand in a huge line right. at Starbucks waiting for my coffee, even right. a huge line waiting in the drive-through right. for Starbucks. I want to just run in, get it and go. Right. And yeah. I mean, what's the cheapest their lattes have ever been? Right. I don't know that they've ever been less than $5, <laughs> no, but their pitch no. was always you pay to come hang out. Right. Mm-hmm. You pay to come work in our space. And so right. yeah. they figured that out early on. So I look at where they're at today and go, while well, they may be closing some locations, I really think they're doing it as a way to help strengthen their business model moving forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. smart. And in some of the locations they've closed, there's been really cool groups, largely local, yes. that have moved in. I agree yeah. with you. And I think it's actually a positive, yeah. Yeah. right? Because we have seen some of these retailers go in that are local, that are doing some pretty cool things that normally might not have had an opportunity to right. go into that type of a location, would mm-hmm. have been sort of priced Definitely. out with not the Starbucks sure the of the world. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly now there's an opportunity. Right. And I think when you get big enough, you're not scared of your competition. No. So if a coffee shop is taking over a coffee shop, maybe I'm speaking out of term, but I'm going, that's great. Starbucks knows that there still will be people coming to Starbucks. Right. Right. They're not too panicked about it. No. Yeah. No. Well, that's really cool. Well, it sounds like that being said, a real move to humanity, to community experiential. It sounds like you are on point with Township. Mm-hmm. So this is an exciting development for you, for Royop. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about all the success you've had. Yeah. We might have to take in the Grinch, Lorraine. Hey. Hey. That's fun. <laughs> Such a great idea. Yeah. Don't be scared. I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Yeah. You're putting on the clicks, that's for sure. If you're going Township to Carrington, oh. right? Yeah. I'm sure you're uh, well, all over the Calgary. city. Yeah. 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 yeah, our portfolio spans right across Alberta. We're looking outside of Alberta's borders right now as well to continue to grow. We've grown as a company through the pandemic. So I feel pretty privileged to work in an industry where we have jobs. And yes. I don't think there was a moment during the pandemic that I was worried about what where... Was gonna happen, yeah, right? What are you going to do tomorrow? Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) That's not a question. Yeah. You know, (laughs) there was a lot of work to do in the pandemic. And I think you guys know that working with all Mm -hmm. your clients, it's like the phone was off the hook. Busy. And that for us was really important. I think we spoke with every tenant in our portfolio within the span of a week. Amazing. And our response was, what can we do to help? Right. Right. So forward looking, because at the end of the day, you know, this is a temporary situation. And if you can get through it, the relationship is that much stronger. Right. And there's so many things that are out of everybody's control. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's equipment delays. I mean, now we're looking into the holiday season and we're seeing that there's shortages of stock and supplies. And so, again, speaking to retailers that have been really proactive and rising above the rest, it's been awesome to see those groups that have figured that piece out. Mm -hmm. But 
I mean, even for us, like we were out during the pandemic and restaurants that didn't typically have patio, we were helping them figure out where they were going to put a patio. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Retailers that didn't have customer pickup, small right up through to the big guys, right up to the Canadian tires and the Walmarts, customer pickup zones. Right. So we've been staying ahead of that. And I think it's showing in the quality of the developments that we build (laughs) and just the relationship that we've got with our clients and hopefully future clients as well. Thank you, Elise. This has been phenomenal. I'm so thrilled that we had you on the podcast this episode. And I love learning more about all the projects that you and Royup have on the go. You're doing great things. So congratulations. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for us for this episode of Leasing Out Loud. Thanks again to Elise Tommy at Royop for joining us and having a great conversation about all of the cool things they have on the go over at Royop in terms of their development and what's new and notable in retail. Yes. It's really cool. It's so great to learn more about Royop and what they did through the pandemic, their latest in the developments. Loved learning more about that and so great to share that with our listeners. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us. And if you have any ideas for us in terms of podcast episodes that you'd like to hear, feel free to drop us a line at hello at scoutrealestate.ca. Or you can find us on LinkedIn, Scout Real Estate. We're pretty easy to find and track down on LinkedIn. And join us next week when we dive into the latest topic on commercial real estate in Calgary. Until then, have a great week. Thank you.